it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Home fans to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I am one of your hosts with a very in and out voice today, Daniel Posey, and joining me with a voice that sounds like an angel, Drew Douglas. What's what's wrong? I honestly am wondering what's going to go first: me going to the bathroom or good grief, or my voice, because I am dealing with it. Seems like this cold that won't leave, and I don't get it. It's almost like I have seasonal allergies. Remember. During is basically from Endgame to all of the beginning of the summer. I I think I got like two sentences out and then I'd cough. So I'm wondering how often I'll cough. Don't bring that back. That was annoying. Yeah. You're a sickly man. Apparently, yeah. But I keep hearing today that I sound just as gravelly as Clint Eastwood. You like that? I'm okay with that. Are you okay with his latest bomb? Ooh. I think that... Apparently, America has spoken, and they can't wait for the mule, the sequel. Richard Jewell debuts with under $5 million. It's Eastwood's worst debut in nearly 40 years. Bronco Billy, 1980. That stinks so much because it's an original movie. It's based on a true story, and I just hate whenever there are movies that are bombing that are original But then we get movies like Charlie's Angels that I don't really, I still don't understand why that movie was remade. No, it did awful. Yeah, well, that, like, that, to me, that makes sense whenever that bombs and Dark Fate bombs, but. I feel like there is an audience for Charlie's Angels. Yeah, they should have released it on the CW. (laughs) I feel like then it would have been a lot better, but nonetheless. I am going to try to hold it out for this entire episode without coughing. So here we go. Are you ready to talk about the most recent movie that we have up our sleeves for this episode? Yeah, what is it? It is the new unhinged Michael Bay actioneer that is now on Netflix called Six Underground. Before we get to that... We would like to welcome you to Quality Check Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we talk about movies and typically go on tangents about music and other types of entertainment. But this specific one, we are diving into the world of Michael Bay and his new Netflix film. And before we get into that, we made one major prediction about this film. And it was on one of our previous podcasts. We... The, the first prediction is this movie would be more than two and a half hours long. Turns did, out. Did it, we even say what the movie is? Mm-hmm. Oh, we did? So, yep. Like a Michael Bay movie I've already forgotten. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> I, I'm really curious to know what your thoughts are 
about about this movie, Six Underground. So prediction, it'd be two and a half hours long at least. We whiffed it. Big time because this movie's only two hours and seven minutes. Is that a, a good thing or a bad thing? A swift, we'll get to that. A swift two hours and seven minutes. It's One like of his, his shortest films. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised by that. But that was our, our largest prediction. Do we have any other predictions about this movie? We didn't. Because I don't think you and I knew we were going to cover this. We, were, we just kind of noticed it was going to pop up on Netflix. It's his, it's his Christmas gift to the world, Michael Bay's. And, and honestly, equally, I think we were equally excited about this movie coming out. And honestly... I'm a Bay defender. I, I can admit that. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say, honestly, there are some Bay films that I just really enjoy. And even if they're really bad, it's good to enjoy some bad movies. Like, The Rock is not a terrific movie, but do I like watching The Rock? You bet. Full disclosure... The one Michael Bay movie I have never seen is The Rock, which many argue is his best movie. <laughs> it is just... Uh, so I, if anybody, if you want to buy that for me for Christmas... Now's the time. Now is the time. You are looking for a Christmas gift, and it's... We are one week away, folks. It's The Rock. Not a rock, but The Rock. When you were saying, you said The Rock, and I thought you were going to say he's not a good actor, and I was oh. like, yeah, he's, he's okay. <laughs> um. I cannot wait to watch Pain and Gain again, though. It's waiting for me. You know, I feel like Michael Bay needs to make another film with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Nicolas Cage. Which, speaking of a new Michael Bay joint, we want to let you know that if you hear any strange noises, any explosions, whatever may be happening, we're actually on the set of Michael Bay's new film. We can't discuss it. That's top secret. He will yell at us. And there's a good chance that he'll just m cause our mics to explode in our faces. So we got to be very though, careful. I think, though, if we behave, we might have a small cameo in this currently untitled film. And the... Do we know if this one's coming to Netflix? Have, has he yet. decided? Okay. Yeah, not yet. I mean, after all, we have to find out how well Six Underground does on Netflix. They'll, whatever it is, they'll say 19 million people watched it or something. <laughs> I love how Netflix, they just end up coming up with their own Nielsen, their way of more or less scoring who watches. And I, I'm really curious. I want to know the analytics behind that. They're like, somebody watched seven minutes of The Irishman. Let's count it. Seven okay. minutes of a three and a half hour movie. That's equivalent of buying a $15 movie ticket. Though, if you think about it, we have all these subscription services like you have one with Regal mm -hmm. and you can buy movie tickets and not actually show up. Oh, yeah. So this whole box office thing is skewed as well. It's all messed it's up. It's all stupid. Yeah. We'll never know what, how many people are actually seeing this stuff. And we're waiting on the whole Alamo thing to drop, which is probably going to be in the year 2030 at this point. Alamo has, well, apparently it's in Kansas City, which I didn't know. Yeah, well, I text you. I just found that out like last week, two weeks ago, but it's in the beta testing. Yeah, they got about maybe a month for them to get that in gear or I'm going to Regal. <sighs> And with Regal, that's a full year that you're that locked is in. The, that is one big problem with Regal is they lock you in. No joke. I think it was... Did you know that when you signed up, by the way? Because I didn't know that. Whenever, yeah. And, but what's weird is that their cancellation, at least whenever I signed it, you're able to... And I don't know if they had changed it or not, but they, like in the fine print, you could cancel. But honestly, it's one of those things, too, whenever I bought it. I, I assumed... 
that if I do have it for a full year, I'm okay with having it for a full year. At this point, I honestly think I got it in like April. Maybe it's June, June or July. Regardless, I'd have to go back and look. And I think at this point, I will have it a full year before Alamo's drops. Regal offers a lot of good perks too. We don't need to go into this, but you get points for anything you buy. You don't even have to see the movies. Just buy a ticket. Well, and you can also, you'll get emails and all you have to do is open the email and you get like 200 points. Which I don't know how they're making any money whatsoever, but (laughs) but they're doing it. And let me tell you, I take advantage of that because I love it. But all right, let's let's get into six underground. We take a box, and into that box we place all the horrors of the world. And we close the box and pretend it doesn't exist. Only some of us, we've lost our ability to pretend. We've been looking for a special operator like you for a while. Who are you? We do the dirty work others can't. First up, how would you describe the plot to Six Underground? I don't think I could. I've got a very simple description. Give it to you. I have, I have the basic. It's like I know the basic plot. You would just describe it as like these uh, vigilantes join a some sort of team and they go and take out bad people. My description is Michael Bay's A-team. That's yeah, that. It is. Were the A-team dead? They were... Dead, like, quote yeah. unquote, dead. They're like Vietnam soldiers. And I I'm, I think that the film that came out by Michael Mann, I want to say that was uh, about soldiers from Afghanistan, maybe. I don't think they were Vietnam. What Michael Mann movie? Once that, didn't he do the A-Team film? No, Joe Carnahan did Oh, that. that's right. The great Joe Carnahan. Man, I love some Joe. Who at one point was lined up to do Bad Boys 3, by the way. <sighs> Not happening, though. I really wish that was Michael Bay attached to Bad Boys for Life. Me too. But apparently he said no because of budget. There was like budget fights. Do we need a Bad Boys 3 with a $150 million budget? Apparently so. I mean, if you watch Six Underground, I think it's very apparent that, yeah, we need to throw at least 150 mil to the wind for, I mean, let's face it, 50 of the 150 is going to Martin Lawrence. <laughs> because... He is, uh, got to say, he's probably one of the greatest actors alive. It is funny, the shift between Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2, where Will Smith takes the the lead role. Because in that first one, Lawrence is billed for, at first. Mm-hmm. He is the main character. And then they they really flip it by the time the next one rolls around. That's really weird, though, because, I mean, Will Smith was a megastar at that point. But in terms of whenever the first Bad Boys w- was released. Well, Bad Boys is like his first, basically. Because yeah. Independence oh. Day is in 96, a year later. Yeah, that's right. Wild Wild West is two years later. So that oh. was kind of the start of Will Smith. Man, Wild Wild West. What a classic. You so, want to do some movie stats? I'm ready. So Six Underground, directed by Michael Bay. Written by Paul Warnick and Rhett Reese. You might know them from Deadpool 1 and 2. They wrote both Zombieland movies. I didn't even see the second one. Oh, Double Tap, yeah. It looks stupid. It actually did okay at the box office. I think it made about as much as the first one, around 70 mil. But it's not launching a new franchise for Sony, unfortunately. I hope not. And Ooh. they're also writing the upcoming, uh, I don't know if it's a remake of Clue, whatever oh. the new version is with Bateman. 
and Ryan Reynolds attached. Who's going to direct that? How- I think I think Jason Bateman is. Okay. How great would that be if Michael Bay directed oh. that? <laughs> uh, running time, two hours and seven minutes long. Released December 13th on Netflix. Rotten Tomatoes score currently 35%. We need to mention just about 60 reviews. So not a lot. I'm The other thing that's crazy is that I've seen a lot of reviews online of critics who have gone to the theater to see this film. Would you have gone to the theater to watch this? One thing I was going to ask you, would this movie be better in the theater? Because this is the first Michael Bay movie I'm experiencing at home for the first time besides the eventual The Rock. Honestly? Since like Bad Boys 2. I really like watching Bay films in a theater. Even with the Transformers films, which are pretty bad... I enjoyed watching them on the big screen because they also have some great sound. And there is, yeah, there is a magic missing from this watching it at home for the first time. That, that to me, it didn't take away from it, but especially in the opening car chase scene, I just kept thinking, man, I would love to be sitting in a theater chowing down on some buttery popcorn right now. He he's built for Hollywood, big blockbuster movies on the big screen. So it is kind of a bummer. I mean, it's great that we got to see this instantly, but something is missing. And that's a coherent plot script and not seeing this on the big screen. I, yeah, I I feel like there's a lot that we can end up picking away from that. Did I forget anything in the stats? No, you covered it. Well, Ryan Reynolds, obviously. Oh, the cast. Yeah, we've got got the cast. How can I forget the cast? But at the same time, I mean, as the poster proclaims, Ryan Reynolds, and that's it. That's all you need to know. Well, you have Ryan Reynolds, big name. Melanie Laurent, I believe is how you say her name. Know her. Dave Franco. Totally this, surprised. In this for a little bit. Corey Hawkins from Walking Dead, who I know. Um, Amelia, a.k.a. Five, is Adria Ar- Arona. I recognize her face. I yeah. wouldn't be able to piece together her name. And then we have Ben Hardy and Manuel Garcia Rolfo. Two people I've never seen of in my life, and I would be willing to bet I won't ever see them again. All right. What's your bottom line? Bottom line is, man, this is... You and I haven't talked about this either. No, no, no. So this is the first reaction on this film. My, man, I just, I feel like I've, I've got a lot of emotions, but my number one thing is, it is a, just turn your, your brain off and then watch this movie and if you love Bay, you're going to like this movie. It's going to be kind of difficult because of the story just like really bland. You could literally be doing everything else and watch this movie in the background and still get it, I feel. But the action scenes and everything else looks great. So I enjoyed watching for the action. But if they tried to tell a story, that's whenever it just lost me. I could sum this up in three words. And it actually hurts me to say this because it's going to sound really bad, but this is some bottom barrel bay. I think outside of some of the Transformers movies that are awful, this is his worst movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not not good. Basically, I summed it up for for the bads there because the story is just very, very bare. I mean, I don't even know if it's bare bones. It's just non-existent. And... I mean, we joked the, on the last podcast that nobody wrote this movie, and it feels like that. Yeah, it honestly feels like Bay just set out, and he just wanted to... Well, 
the opening is a 17 minute car chase scene. It's so long. It's not good when I'm watching it and like clicking to see how long it's been and it's 15 minutes in. I'm like, this is still going on. It's, it's pure insanity. That's exactly, I think what Bay set out to achieve though with this. And so the characters though are just very blah. I keep hearing people say that Ryan Reynolds is just playing Ryan Reynolds at this point. And I'll say, kind of, I've got an unpopular opinion with this. I'm not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, I've found out. Like, he's okay. But I guess, like, since so much of his fame shot up during Deadpool, I, once again, my hot take is Deadpool is overrated. It's, if that's your thing, great. It's not my thing. And I think we agreed on on the bo- first two Deadpool movies because of that. But, um and I think Ryan Reynolds is fine, but he's not necessarily sleepwalking through this role. But he is he, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he just does his you know Ryan what you're Reynolds. Get. And as far as the the overall characters, just you know, very cookie cutter. Nothing, nothing to really get excited about. The only thing I would say for this film is to for the action scenes, and I'll save that for the good. But even then, it's kind of bad because it's overdrawn. And it's just too long in that sense. And even at two hours, seven minutes, the sh- one of the shortest Bay films, it still feels very long. This is 100% Netflix slapping down $150 million <laughs> to Michael Bay and just saying, hey, can you cobble together two hours of explosions? And he, he he's just given a, a box of Hot Wheels and he just has to <laughs> piece together action scenes. So that's that's all I've got to say at this moment. There was moments, so this is a $150 million movie. They had to have finished and edited this movie, and they were like, Michael, we have $10 million left. We just, <laughs> we haven't used the entire budget. What do you want? Because there's so many like CG flying bodies. Mm-hmm. We have flying t- like tires nonstop. <laughs> they use every penny. I think the basic idea for the story isn't bad, but the narrative is so convoluted. Every member of the team gets some shoddy origin story, mm-hmm. except for five, which is the doctor. And then maybe I blacked out. But is she given a backstory at all in this? Nah, I can't. If she was, like you said, I just glazed over it. <laughs> and then Ryan Reynolds, as you said, plays Ryan Reynolds. So if you like him, that might carry the movie for you. Uh, other than that, every character in this movie freaking blows. And then maybe, I guess my third thing is, and, and then... If I revisited all of Michael Bay's movies, I think I would probably notice this. But the needle drops in this are obscene. Yeah, and a lot of them, I just kept thinking, he's wanting to cut this as a music video. That's what it felt like most of the time. It's bad. I wonder if you've got more bads for this or Dark Fate. (laughs) Probably worse for this, but I like this better than Dark Fate. At least I can watch this and have fun. Yeah, at least... Even though it's just like total bayham and it's just him being unhinged, there's there are aspects of it that are actually fun to watch. I mean, people will praise it because it's bay unhinged. That doesn't make it good, but I can understand why you would like it. Do you like it taking that hard R and just seeing like limbs and bodies flying everywhere? And I thought the CG, they really, ha- he has like no compassion for human life because there's just innocent people getting slaughtered on the streets while they're doing all this stuff it's insane and i want to do the the body count on this movie is probably outrageous and spoilers 
Poor little Dave Franco. I knew that was coming though. Because he's in oh nothing from the promos other than like that really shoddy poster that they put together. People talk about how Christopher Nolan like writes characters that aren't real, like real life in any way. Bay has, he has no idea how a human being works. <laughs> he's not, he's not living in the real yeah. world. Is there anything good about this? Other like than it, Bay being Bay. Yeah, honestly, that would be it. If you're a huge fan of watching things blow up, but even then it gets stifled by the needle drops and there are times that the, these, you end up having these random songs pop on. and Repeatedly just, too. Yeah. And, and I, they even mention the artists in the dialogue. There are certain things about that. I, I do think some of the set pieces and the, the giant action scenes can be a lot of fun. One thing Bay doesn't do well, though, um, he doesn't give audiences like much spatial awareness when mm. the action sequences are going on. So you have no idea where you are within the setting, which is a problem. But he also paints pretty vivid and stylish carnage, which I like. That cinematography is really good. Well, I was going to say there are some shots and the way that it's directed. It's a lot of fun, but it just goes on a little too long. So like the best example I can give is the opening car chase scene. It just it just lasts forever. Yeah. But Bohan Bazelli did the cinematography and he's done some really good work with Gore Verbinski. Oh, that's where I recognized. So a lot of this stuff looks really good. One other thing that we've mentioned and maybe it's the best thing is. His movie, movies are always so bloated, but this one's two hours and seven minutes. I think that, I think something needs to be said for that. Yeah, but I'll be completely unfiltered on this response. I kept checking the time multiple times. I'm like, when is this like action? I think I did a couple times. You know what? So Marty and Francis Ford Coppola want to complain about Marvel movies. Those freaking a holes should be forced <laughs> to watch Michael Bay like this crap on repeat. I keep, right? I keep, what are you complaining about the MCU movies for when we got Michael Bay making this stuff? I've also heard lots of comparisons, which I don't get, of Six Underground to an Avengers-style action movie. No, don't there's get no it. way. I don't That's get it. That's stupid. So overall, like I said, Bottom Barrel Bay, if we're doing to stream or not to stream, would you, would you recommend this? Because I actually would. I would say stream. Here's the thing. Sit down, watch it once. And then after that, I could see this being a movie I will put on and have in the background. And if it gets to an action piece, I'm doing laundry. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and watch this part. I like this. And then let it play out, have like its background noise. And then I'm up doing other things, maybe cooking. I'm like, okay, I like this scene. I'm going to watch this. That's how I would treat it. So I would say, yes, stream it. And then also, we're kind of at this time in the holidays that we're getting a lot of serious movies. This actually is a good movie to kind of break up the monotony, and you watch just a crazy, explosive movie. Do you want to play a game? I'm ready. This game is called How Well Do You Know Michael Bay? Bay game. I'm going to be honest with you. I looked up Michael Bay facts. I could only come up with four questions and mostly uh, it's about his film because there's not a lot about this man. He does. It's almost as if he was sent from outer space to make movies. <laughs> Do you think he's an alien? 
I don't think he lives in the real world. That's what I, I'm pretty confident that this guy's in a unique life. I wonder like Not how like insane. Normal people. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm 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 ready to learn about Bay. Again, this is called How Well Do You Know Michael Bay? Question number one. Which actress made headlines when she compared Michael Bay to Adolf Hitler? Ooh, that's good. Megan Fox. That is correct. She she was promptly fired and didn't return for the third Transformers movie. Fox told London's Wonderful Mag- Wonderland magazine that she liked Bay more when he wasn't in movie mode and he was, quote, <laughs> so hopelessly awkward. Fo- Fox also called him a tyrant and said he has no social skills. Uh, Bay would later say that no one knew who Fox was until he found her and put her in Transformers movies. And he's probably right because she is irrelevant. Yeah, except for Jennifer's body. (laughs) That was like 15 years ago. (laughs) And that did not make a splash at all. Question number two. With six underground, Bay has 14 movies under his belt. Which of his has the highest score on Rotten Tomatoes? Man. Which has the highest score... I'm going to take a swing and say pain and gain. You are incorrect. It's The Rock. What? 66%. Now, this might be a little skewed. There's only 64 reviews. So if we... Why, okay. You want me to go to the next highest one? Sure. Uh, if you don't want to count that, the honor goes to 13 hours at 51%. Oh, man. I 220 reviews. Man, I should have said 13 hours because that actually is... That may... I, I don't... I don't think that's my favorite Bay film, but I was very surprised. That was another one that lasted for an eternity. A part of yeah. my part of my soul is still in that theater. <laughs> uh, question number three: Now, uh, which Bay movie has the worst score on Rotten Tomatoes? Is it Bad Boys Two? It is not Bad Boys Two. It is Transformers: The Last oh, Night. Of course, a piddly fifteen percent on two. 144 reviews. Man. I saw that in theaters and literally nearly prayed to God for forgiveness afterwards. (laughs) All right. Question four. This is it. And it's also multiple choice. Okay, good. Michael Bay's directorial debut was 1995's Bad Boys, which was made for $19 million. Wow. The budget for his follow-up ballooned to 75 mil. And then by his third film, it was $140 million. (laughs) But that's nowhere near the cost of Transformers The Last Night what we just talked about, 15% mm-hmm. of Rotten Tomatoes. How much did that cost? Is it A, $210 million, B, $225 million, C, $245 million, or D, $260 million? I'm going to say C, $245. Incorrect, $260. Oh, I he made th- a movie that cost $260 million. Jeez. I was going to say, I, for some reason, I have my mind set on 250 because I remember us talking about that before. You and I saw that in theaters, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that movie was literally the time that I almost drowned in my popcorn bucket. Jeez. <laughs> Just because I can't take aw- it anymore. <laughs> that's an awful movie. I really hated that. Yeah, that, that movie was just... Um, movie you were praying for it to end right away if you walked into a theater and you were trapped there and the only way to get out was like playing a game of saw but instead of like (laughs) you know sacrificing a body part you end up having to watch a movie and it's either that film or dark of the moon which would you choose oh well dark of the moon 
Which one is that? The third one? Mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of like that. I kind of like the Shia LaBeouf ones. And that was it. Shy is out after that. So 13 is your favorite Michael Bay movie, you think? Ooh, I don't know. That's up there. I've only seen it once, so it's hard for me to say. I honest, I really like, um, man, Bad Boys is cool. Yeah, I love the Bad Boys that one's That one's least like a Michael Bay movie. And I also like Pain and Gain. Yeah, Pain and Gain is good. Honestly, like you were saying earlier about being a defender of Bay, I do like me some Bay. Um, hmm... I may, honestly, I may go with Bad Boys for my favorite. Just because of any film of his I want to return to the most, I would say that. And it may go The Rock next, just because of how insane it is. And then, I gotta see that. And then third, maybe 13 Hours. How, what do you think about Bad Boys for Live? The third film that's getting ready to come out. I love it. I can't wait. I do wish, yeah. I do wish either Bay or, or Joe, Joe Carnahan were doing it. Yeah, me too. That's one thing that I, I kind of wish that Bay would come back, even if it was just to direct one scene. I would love it. Any shot that either of the main characters die? No way, right? There's no way. Maybe. Maybe. Because in this one, it's like a lethal weapon thing when they're both on the verge of retirement. I, if they're bringing this back, I feel like Sony's banking on the fact that they can bring uh, – the fourth one to live. They said there's no way that happens in this. I, what I didn't know, the plot revolves. It's like a sequel to the second one specifically where hmm. it's I, like a family member of the person, the bad guy in the second film is out for revenge. Okay. Okay. I kind of like that. I want to, I kind of want to watch bad boys too. Then right before watching bad boys for life. That's it's got some really really cool action stuff. Now, as we had noted on the last episode, I'm actually very behind in movies, but Bad Boys for Life is definitely a movie that I will have to see in theaters. I have to go see that. I think we got stuff almost every. Do you think when we do our fantasy draft, you're going to consider drafting that? Possibly, but I, at the same time, I feel like that movie will do. I don't know how well it'll do, but it's also January. Uh, yeah, I feel like it will do well or not good at all. But sometimes January releases, that's the thing. It's the dead month, and people are tired of your average Oscar contender. They just want a good, funny, feel-good movie. And Bad Boys for Life, I think, could end up itching that scratch. So I feel like that could do well. I was going to say they waited too long to do this, but they waited like a decade to do the second one. Yeah. So this is on par. Um, I'm, I'm stoked for it. I can't wait. I'm pretty excited. That means that the fourth one will come out in 10 years too. <laughs> when the guys are literally like, uh, was it lethal weapon four? It's going to be like an Indiana Jones situation oh. where they're like 73 still making these movies. I can't wait for bad boys in the search for the crystal skull. That'll Somebody was bad mouthing that movie today and I still kind of like it. I think the first like hour is really good. I, man, I can't. Before having an opinion on that, I'll have to rewatch it. But I've never wanted to go back and rewatch it. You just like it for Shia LaBeouf, though. I do. I like him in that movie, Mr. Honey Boy. Ooh, you haven't seen that, right? No, but I want to. Have you? I haven't. No, I'm not going to rush out to well, see it. What was the last thing you watched? In theaters? Mm -hmm. It's still um, whatever the last one was. What was it? I, Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm plowing through all the Star Wars movies. Getting ready. Or at least four, five, six, and then seven, eight. 
because you're going tomorrow night. Are you are you really pumped? Yeah, I can't wait. Watched Last Jedi last night. Uh, ha, can I tell you something? What's that? Didn't love it as much second time. Really? Ooh, slipped down a little bit. Wow. So you're ranking them right now, right? I already had, but there's there's some shuffling going on. Hmm. How far did it drop? I haven't decided yet. Interesting. Now I want to go back and rewatch it because... And I don't dislike it. There's just a, a big thread through the movie that I kind of... There's one big plot that I kind oh, of am not... It's it, the Finn? It, yeah. Is it that? Yeah. It just seems so disengaged from everything else yeah. that I found myself going, eh, let's connect back to the other stuff. Yeah, I remember thinking the same, that it seems so... Almost like... It's like point... It feels pointless. Yeah, it feels like there should have been a solo side mission with Finn and Rosie. That should have been... How how do we connect this to everything else? Well, we got to kind of keep them in the picture, but we don't know what to do with it. Let's have them go on a zany little adventure. And it's fun, but a lot of the time I'm like, I want to go back to freaking Ray and Kylo Ren. Yep, that's the best part. Just want to see whenever they end up seeing each other through the force and then you see that kylo he's a little wet from the water i love i love the back and forth with that that's really it's cool kind of a little love story i just can't wait for um ren to go full kylo in this do you think that's going to happen that would be awesome uh, maybe i think that she will and then she'll end up like dipping her toe in that in the dark side and then she'll do a 180 and she'll go full light side like i don't know if she needed to go full dark side you can go a little bit but i wanted her in last jedi to be like i'm all in on kylo yeah we're I gonna think, be like bonnie and clyde that th- would have been freaking awesome i really think they will for a little bit do you think they're gonna smash <sighs> yeah <laughs> because that's how we continue this saga that's gonna be their child I'll, yeah I'll, I'll end up making that crazy prediction right now they'll do it that's a big bold claim because we won't know for like seven years when they finally oh. re, you know start a new trilogy and whenever kennedy's out as the president of lucas films under disney and then they end up getting john favreau i mean yeah he needs to do something i really think they'll get him to be like the president because of how well the mandarin's doing the mandarin the mandalorian oh yeah that's I the mandarin is someone else <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my mind was still stuck on Iron Man 3. We love Iron Man 3. Still the best. Man, if only they had a spinoff series and it was about the Mandarin. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Do you have anything else? No. I'm all bait out. So our next episode, is, will it be our next episode where we end up doing the free-for-all? Where yeah, we we'll probably choosing- do the fantasy draft. And that's- We're going to do probably what, January? To, do, should we do till June? I think or so. Or go till May? I let's let's do uh, until uh, maybe the end of May. That way, it takes us all the way up to the cutoff of halfway through the year. And we're trying to make it where you can't beat me with one movie, and Ooh. then just—I still can't believe that. So, Joker. I was thinking about this the other day. Joker made all that money, but I had Ford v Ferrari. So let's say Joker had made one fifty. Mm-hmm. Ford made it's about the one hundred million dollar mm-hmm. mark. So with those other two movies, I could have been in the running at least a little bit. Somewhat, but you still see, have Charlie's you, bomb so hard. Yeah. And then what were you you had Spies in Disguise and what was your third film? Spies and then Jumanji. Yeah, there's no well, how did you even get those two movies? There's no way I could compete. I have yeah. like 
art house films, basically. <laughs> and you have two blockbusters. Well, I don't understand how jo- you ended up with both. Joker, because remember we were talking about... No, I had Maleficent, too, which yeah. was a huge bomb. Yeah, yeah. And so Maleficent, that ended up being... We were thinking, okay, Jumanji and Maleficent, if we look at the first two films, they did really well. Jumanji is just a total wild card. That came out of nowhere. No way that does... I, I'm guessing it'll do half of what the original does. I mean, it opened with 60 mil... But I was. Yeah. It's going to get decimated this weekend, though. Yeah, and that's it. I I am I'm expecting though Jumanji to have long legs, long lasting legs. So I'm I'm guessing that to end up around the 250 mark around there. I don't think it'll quite get. Ooh, I don't even know if it'll get 200. I, I'd say I I feel like it'll be between 225 and 250. But Jumanji, what helped that first film rake in 404 million in the U.S., which is insane. That's horrifying. I think what saved that was that people were looking for a counter-program to Star Wars, and the same thing will happen with this. Because believe it or not, Jumanji, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, was released, I think it was like right before, right after. I think it was right after Star Wars The Last Jedi. And people were so mad about Last Jedi, I think they were going to Jumanji for an escape. All I'll say is that my first pick is Joker the sequel. Geez, that's out on digital today, by the way. Oh. So if you really hate yourself, you can download it. <laughs> or if you just want to watch a guy dance around in his underwear for 13 minutes. Do you think you'll watch that again this year Absolutely. or in 2020? Yes. Seriously? I don't know if I will. Maybe. It's. it's I a- honestly don't know if I'll ever see that again. I'll watch it again for sure, but it's not necessarily something that I'll think I'll run out and watch. I, my girlfriend was wanting to see it, which I'm very surprised by. I don't think she'll like it at all, but I think I'll rewatch it then. And that's it. It's interesting because that movie's still playing in some theaters. It's sad. Meanwhile, Charlie's Angels can't even make $19 million. Would you rather see Six Underground again or Joker Ooh. again? Joker. I didn't hate Joker. Let's get. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just don't understand why people like it so much. I just love that um, it is a movie ahead of its time. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> we don't know what we're gonna do next. We might have something. This might be our last one of 2019. This this could be it, and hopefully we're not canned because yeah, that is a big concern. Yeah, that that's kind of on our radar. And if you're hoping that we stick around, please let us know. Please sign that petition that may be going Just around. contact the, the head of Studio DNA. His name is Aaron Dicer. We'll let you figure out the email address because I don't know it offhand. Save us. Just tell him you love us and you don't want us to get canceled. Save Quality Check Podcast. You know, like when Roswell was on TV, people would just mail in Tabasco oh. bottles to like the WB or whatever, UPN. What, what should people mail to Aaron Dicer? Oh... Was it? I'm trying to think of something that we brought up on the show several times. Kombucha bottles. That's Send a good one. Send empty kombucha bottles. <laughs> do that. Quality kombucha. But that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget that you can let us know if you want us to stay by reaching out to us on social media. We're on Twitter at Quality Check Pod, Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or email us as well at QualityCheckPodcast at gmail.com. Calm. Until next time, hopefully you get bayhemmed as well. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.